Let's have a look what's happening in the tech side of things. Two things on my plate for this evening. Firstly, uh, if you are like me and you're making use of Microsoft 365, uh, I've got some bad news for you. Uh, not the worst of news, but given our current financial situation and economy, might be some seriously bad news. And that is that Microsoft 365 is hiking their prices, right? So currently a subscription, uh, individual subscription per month would cost you 29 Rand. That is being hyped up, hiked up rather to 39 Rand a month. Well, I know it's only 10 bucks, but percentage-wise, that's a massive amount, right? If you have the annual pricing, that would also be ramped up. Um, it's going for, again, percentage-wise, the percentage is a lot less. But do remember, that's how they get you, is that they want you uh, to, to pay up front for the entire year. I've done that, um, and I'm thankful now. But again, knowing that the price hike is coming and my upgrade is coming, yes, it's uh, it's a very bitter pill for me to swallow. A thousand bucks—that's what it's going to cost you. A thousand bucks for a year to get Office 365. Not the worst of times. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm interrupting myself. It used to be a thousand bucks. It's going up to one thousand one hundred, uh, eleven hundred rand to get that running. Quite a bit of money, to be totally honest, and it's not the thing that's got me most excited. Now, speaking of Office 365, there's something that I would like to mention to you that gets me very excited, right? And I don't know why, it's probably the nostalgia kicking in, and that's why I'm so excited about it. But in the uh, earlier days, around about 97, if I'm not mistaken, Microsoft Office had this assistant now, it was quite annoying, but I was very young at that stage, so I didn't find it that annoying. I find it, not I wouldn't say useful, but I would find it, <laughs> I know this is going to sound so sad, but I realized that while I'm taking assignments, I had this personal assistant. He didn't do anything, but at least he was there, right? So that's how I felt. And it was this paperclip. So it was while you were typing, he would uh, take look like he was taking down notes, and then it was just, hey, it looks like you're writing a letter. And it would pop up on your screen, and it's like, hey, would you like me to assist you with typing this letter, or anything like that? Right? Um, not the best of assistance to be totally honest and it had a very rudimentary way of determining what you were doing and assisting you but the great thing is that some company uh, uh, it, it uh, belittles my mind now what company it was but there was this company uh, in the united states that took clippy reanimated him and sort of I don't know what they did, but they did their coding and their everything. And they got him on ChatGPT right now. So ChatGPT is the AI thing in which you can ask questions. And ChatGPT uh, comes back with amazing answers. And it's a, it's a total game changer, to be totally honest. But now you get Clippy doing it. <laughs> and it's the nostalgia that actually is it's getting me excited. Because now I have this assistant, which I remember very fondly. Uh, which I remember also very fondly that my dad absolutely hated, right? He would always switch it off and I would switch it back on again because I just want this guy that's with me. Now you can get that thing in your desktop, right? And he would actually be giving you good advice. Uh, no, let me rephrase that. Clippy would be actually giving you great advice with everything because he's now making use 
of chat GPT. And uh, when I realized that, I know, I hope you feel like me, but when I saw that and it sank into my thoughts and I just immediately had this expression that came to mind and it's like, what a time to be alive. We are living in the most technological era um, in human history. Each and every government of the world right now is trying to make sure that they are ahead when it comes to uh, technological advancements, of which the more I've thought about it, and this is just my own personal thought, <clears throat> I think every government should try to empower itself technologically and empower its people. Because the more you your people have the internet, the more your people have access to uh, affordable internet, they have access to computers, cell phones, um, and they're able to develop, the less your country will become dependent on another country. And that's, of course, something we've explained with regards to the whole uh, war on building uh, silicon chips, where or a lot of the countries that can be considered technologically advanced, uh, some developing uh, most already being developed, a lot of them are working on making sure that they can manufacture their own silicon chips. And silicon chips are the chips that run your phone, your computers, your microwaves, uh, smart calculators, all the smart devices in your home have silicon chips within them. And those are the brains of these devices that tell them that when this happens, make sure this happens. You know, They just communicate with the device and make sure that what you tell the device to do, the device is able to execute that action. Now, China is currently working on their own open source Linux OS. Uh, for those of you who know what Linux is, Linux is basically an open source version of, it's an operating system uh, that, and an operating system is like Windows 10, or for those of you who use Mac, um, I think you would, you would know it as Mac OS, right? Um, and that's what an operating system is. The reason that it's so important to have an open source OS like Linux is the fact that these two, Microsoft OS as well as Mac OS, these are owned by conglomerate companies, right? Companies or corporates rather that want to profit from these um, 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 operating systems. And that means that those who live in some of the most impoverished areas are at the mercy of these companies and the decisions that are made by these companies. Uh, and this is why it's important to have those, I call them, I love to call them Robin Hood organizations that build operating systems. I love op open source software because it gives access to people for free. Now, just because I'm talking about how good open source is and why it's important for us to have open source software, that doesn't mean that what China is working on is exactly the same thing that won't be owned by corporates. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I am saying to you, though, is that they are open, working on their own operating system, currently known as Open Kylin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, uh, but it's K-Y-L-I-N, uh, Open Kylin, um, and it's an open source version version of uh, Linux. Yeah, I'm going to call it uh, uh, an offshoot of Linux. So they are basing it off of or the government is going their government is going to have huge control over it and it's probably the plan is for it to be the main operating system being used in the country which I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't want to give any political views but yeah, 
any government, honestly speaking, should not have control of what operating system you have on your computer. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Another thing I wanted to uh, bring onto the table is that um, the Nothing Phone, the company known as the Nothing Company, uh, have released their Nothing Phone 2. Uh, remember that the Nothing Phone 1 came out, I think it was last year. Uh, this year, they've officially launched the Nothing Phone 2. And it is basically a phone priced at, uh, I think, just under the normal price of flagship phones. But it tries to give the experience of a flagship phone. There's a lot that they've cut away with and they've kept their des- their design. It looks almost identical uh, to the previous version, but they've increased the screen. Uh, they've given more battery power. I think it used to be four. 4,500 milliamp hours and now it's like 4,700 milliamp hours which is very very good Um, not only that but they've also improved the chip inside the device they're using the um, uh, 8 plus gen 1 yes the 8 plus gen 1 um, if I remember correctly Um, and and that's the current operating the current uh, um, 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 what is this chip that is um, inside this device and I'm excited to see more competitors enter the the space of smartphones Uh, even though I don't know about what is the future of the nothing company Uh, they currently have the nothing earbuds and they also have the nothing um, um, Android smartphone Um, and I hope I hope they become a huge uh, player just like the guy who started the nothing company is the same guy who built the OnePlus brand Um, really really looking forward to seeing how big they land their punch or how big of a mark they leave in the smartphone industry otherwise I want to leave you with the question would you use an operating system that is owned built designed by your government